I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Oh, it's the GH Report. We got Taggart with a gut shot. Can he get out? Stone Cold coming to the rescue. Cam, hold your girl Trina in that car. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the GH Report. Breaking down everything happening on the GH Report. Uh, I'm Jen Rossville, airing every weekday on ABC. I'm Frank Moran. I'm Carla Renata. And, uh, of course, making us look good and sound even better is Josh in the booth. Right? I definitely appreciate that. Thank you, folks. <laughs> Absolutely. It's the least we can do. Yes. Uh, so, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And everybody's in the chat already, Carla, right? Yeah, they here. They here. Let's do a roll call. I know it's been a minute. So we got Joe Costanzo. We got Gene. We got Rena Sheen. We got Ruth Wood. We got Mary. We got Rue Wood. <laughs> we got Annie going. We got the good Juju. We got Kelly Publicover and Loretta Johnson, Joe Lewis, Tara Kendall. And I believe that's it for right now. And Cherie R. Welcome, y'all. Welcome back. Look at that. Uh, right? So, folks, we'll be looking back this past week at Box of General Hospital there. And uh, we'll do a little news and gossip at the end of it, too. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> uh, but, Carla, before we dive into excruciating minute detail about all the stuff that happened this week, what are you thinking? About? You weren't here last week, so. I wasn't here last week. What are you thinking about GH so far? Okay, so I just have to say. Thank you for telling me who one of Trina's parents is. I've been hollering about who were Trina's parents for years. <laughs> <laughs> Not years, months, but it feels like years. I'm like, who were her parents? Why is this child just roaming through Port Charles by herself? But she's still kind of roaming through Port Charles by herself. Like, it ain't like Taggart was, like, you know, giving her any guidance. She was just like, oh, Dad, get off my case. And she just kind of did what she wanted to do anyway. I don't know any black parent that's going to let their child just run them like that, but okay. So I was down for that. I was down for um, <laughs> I was down for that storyline finally having somewhat of a resolution, the, the whole baby switching yeah. storyline. And I was um, what I wasn't sad, what I wasn't happy to see was Willow. The young lady that played Willow, she did her thing when she broke down about finding out that Wiley wasn't her kid. Like, that was, I felt for her, though. Like, oh, she made me feel so bad for her. She really did. I was down for all of that. It was really good writing. Really good writing. And that twist with Jordan, I did not see coming. Did no. not see that coming. Mm, okay. Mm-mm. Didn't see that coming. I, I'm... For a plotline that I was like, what's going on with this? Uh, it made it real interesting real quick. Yeah, because I was like, ooh, so we about to see Jordan get some real like screen time as opposed to coming out having some commentary about someone getting arrested. So that it's really nice to see. It was nice to see her and Curtis have some conflict, you know, until they didn't. And then it was nice to see... Um, Tag- There's something about Taggart, though, that's just kind of... I don't know. Some about him is just kind of rubbing me the wrong way. I can't put my finger on it. It's something very shady about him. Like, I don't think we know completely what his deal is just yet. Hmm. Interesting. I just, something about him is just not quite whatever. And then I liked how, um, <clears throat> I liked how Trina and, and Cam were going to the prom and how that was derailed. Like, that was very, actually quite interesting. 
it was interesting because it was them. Like I think had it been some of the like it had it been Josh or somebody else, I'd been like, oh, whatever. Yeah. But because it was Trina and Cam, we've never seen. And poor Cam, I'm like, he's catching hell. Somebody's always snatching him and trying some shenanigans. So his mother, Elizabeth, must be a nervous wreck because every time she turned around, somebody trying to take her kid. No, that's true. All right, I, that's that sequence of events kind of bugged me. So really, why? Well, basically, we see Cam and Trina going to this this winter formal or whatever it's going to be going on. Uh, they get a ride share to go over there, and the right. ride share happens to be one of Cyrus's flunkies, right? That's driving him there. And at first, they don't really aren't paying much attention because you know they're taking photos and being right. distracted in the back seat. And then eventually, the guy goes, "Um, you know, I'm gonna something going on up here. I got to take a different route." And they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, fine, whatever." Until they realize, like, "Hey, wait a second, where the heck are we going? This is supposed to be a shortcut, and this is taking us much longer to get there." <laughs> the fact that they sat there for so long when they had cell phones in their hands, and it took forever for Cam to finally text something. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And then even when he did, why would you even just say, like, well, I'm going to leave you a bad review for, you know, on, on this rideshare app. Like, why would you even just DL start <laughs> texting it out? Why are you going to announce that? This is the thing. So in their defense, when when I've been around kids in that, that type of situation where they're in a car taking selfies, they're truly not paying attention to anything that the person driving the vehicle is. Like, they don't pay attention to the person driving the vehicle until they pull up to their location. Like, they're really just not paying attention. So, in their defense, I can understand why they weren't paying attention until they had, literally had to. When they literally were like, wait a minute, this is taking a lot longer than I... You know what it reminded me of? A little segue. So, it reminded me of... I had a birthday party, like a, a milestone birthday party a few years back. And I twenty one, right? <clears throat> mm-hmm. That's right. And, <laughs> and so some of my friends flew in from like all over the country, and we went to wine. We went up to Santa Barbara, up to the wine country up there, right? Because you're finally drinking legal, you can drink. Yeah, so we were doing our thing. <clears throat> <clears throat> and what happened was, one of my friends, unbeknownst to me, asked the the driver of our car asked him to to stop by Oprah's house. Now, mind you, it's pitch black. What are we going to see? A lamplight? I was like, really? But she didn't tell me that. What so, if you saw Stedman out there? Just look, it him. was dark. <laughs> it was dark. We weren't going to see Stedman unless he was going to be glowing in the dark. But this was my thing. I was like, we were sitting in that, we were sitting in this this uh, limo, and I was like, this is taking an unusually long time to get home. Like, <laughs> like it's like I said, you don't pay attention until you literally have to pay attention. So I, because I've been in that situation, and I've been in that situation with kids, I kind of got that. But I was like, mm-mm. Yeah, but, okay, which is fine. I can understand that. But when you realize, like, oh, man, this is, something's going down down here, be subtle about it. Be subtle yeah, about he, it. Yeah, him broadcasting it wasn't, that, you know, that didn't make him the smartest crayon I'm going to give, you know, give you a bad <laughs> review on this. And then that's when the driver, one, the driver's like a dum-dum because he doesn't yeah. take the phones immediately. Exactly. So, right. He didn't take their phones immediately. He let them sit back there playing selfie and whatever they were doing. And then it was only after that that he was like, okay, give me your give me your phone, give me your phone. And he dropped the phone. It was all that yeah. drama with him dropping the phone. I'm like, oh, y'all are doing way too much right now. I mean, just just yeah, keep your keep your announcements to yourself. Cam. Come on now. <laughs> right. But 
I kind of like the fact that him and Trina were in peril together because between the two of them, Trina's a smart cookie. So, you know, she'll probably figure something out or has figured something out. And I just, I like them being in trouble together because I think what it's going to do is it's going to set us up for a little romance situation happening with them. And then it's going to set us up for Joss to be jealous. Well, what I was worried about was... Once they get to this location where Taggart is supposed to kind of basically exchange himself for Cam and Trina, mm-hmm. and then all hell breaks loose, and Cam's able to get away, and then eventually they get Trina out of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they put Cam and Trina in the car. So mm-hmm. just stay here, don't move until we come back. Mm-hmm. And then they have that scene where Trina's like, I gotta do something to help, and leaves. I was like, man, this is just going to drag this out. Okay, she's well, then maybe she's not a smart cookie. <laughs> but I forgot about that. I mm. like that that was momentarily, that was that's, that seemed frustrating to me. But then right afterwards, they, they, they resolve it by having Cam stop her outside and bring her back to the car, and they talk about why that's not a good idea. And I'm glad that they shut that down quick, because I was like, well, she's going to run back into trouble. And then all of a sudden, just when they have the upper hand, here comes Trina again, <laughs> and then right. they're back where they started. Right. So I'm glad that that stopped. They're asking me in the chat room, what did I think about the, the baby reveal? This is what I thought about that baby reveal. I thought that it was handled really well. Like, they got it was over quick, fast, and in a hurry. Like, they didn't drag out... They didn't drag out Lucas's memory coming back with that one scene. Like, yes. once it came back, he blurted it out, and that was it. So I really appreciated the fact that they didn't drag out a whole nother week of him trying to remember what Brad said. And... I really enjoyed, and I feel like a, a, a masochist for saying this, but I enjoyed how everybody just kind of pounced on Brad, and they didn't want to hear no more explanations from him. They were like, how could you? Even Carly was like, Carly was like, so you knew about this for over a year. Even after Nell did what she did, did you still had an opportunity to speak up and say something, and you still said nothing. So in that respect, it makes you no better than Nell. I kind of like that Carly went in. I'm really glad Sonny wasn't there for any of that. Now, because James and I talked about this last week, that almost, there was almost a little too much focus on Carly, perhaps from my taste, where it should have been more of the focus on Michael, Lucas, and Brad. Mm, I think it was good to have the focus on Carly, because remember, Carly did the same thing with AJ. Right? Yes. She did the same thing with AJ and Sonny and, and all of that stuff with Michael. So it's almost like that's why she was popping off at the mouth so much because she was like, oh, damn, history is repeating itself and it's with my kid and my grandson. And so she, I think she was talking out of sheer um, shock that this is what was happening in her life. Like she was, she was shocked. She was angry. She, she. It was a plethora of emotions that were hitting her. And I think the only way she could deal with it, as the character Carly, was to just talk through it and have him give her a blow by blow description, scene by scene description of what happened, so that she could really understand what was going down. Like I got all of that. And then I got that she I got that she went to to the jail to like you know let now like I got I got all of that, and I was waiting for the moment that Michael finally did blow. And when he blew, it was such a controlled blowing up that it was it was excellent because it showed you in that single solitary moment you knew unequivocally he was a Corinthos because he didn't go he he raised his voice. 
but he didn't try to put his hands on nobody. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was a very controlled type of anger, which is what Sonny does. Like, Sonny will yell, but he'll never really put his hands on somebody. Right? So I was like, oh, this he, he Corinthos through and through. Like, he want to say he a quarter man, but mm -mm, no, boo-boo. <laughs> you a Corinthos through and through. <laughs> you, can, you can talk that quarter man mess all you want to. but So, yeah, so that's what I thought about the baby reveal. I was glad that they didn't drag it out. And let, let's just talk about what I was really down for with that. I was all about that knockdown drag-out fight that Carly and Willow had. Very true. Oh, that was... I was yumsky. I was all <laughs> about that. I was like, I was yelling at the screen going, whoop my ass, whoop my ass. <laughs> I was yelling at the TV. I was excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this week we've got, because we were figuring out, like, what's Brad going to do now? And, uh, His we, ass and, is in jail. And Brad did not reveal Julian's involvement there at the Corinthos house. But he's holding it over his head. But he's holding it now. I mean, I feel like that's smart on Brad's part. He's got to try to find some sort of get-out-of-jail-free card. I don't, I'm like, I think he's going to end up dead in jail. Like, something's going to happen to him. I don't know what, and I don't know who's going to do it. But then, but then, but then Julian even divulged the shenanigans to Ava. Ava can't hold water. So you know it's just a matter of time. Before that, that little tidbit of info gets out, because she loves twisting the knife to Sonny, and now she's got some information that she knows gonna hurt him to his heart. Oh, child, please! The day that that goes down, it's not gonna be lovely for anybody. There was one moment where, when Brad and Julian, <laughs> Julian are talking about, uh, where Julian lets slip, like Lucas wasn't even supposed to be in that car, and Brad goes, wait, wait, "What do you mean?" And there's just that one second where we feel like I was waiting for Lucas to, or for Brad to put two and two together, and I don't know if he has. Because he looks over Julian for a second and then just continues on. When Julian goes, oh, well, you know, they have no evidence about what caused this. And they just keep blowing by it. But for a second, I thought Brad was like, wait a minute. Brad ain't that bright. I think by the time, I think, I think by the time he does put it together, it'll be, it'll be too late. I, I mean, right now I, I have very little confidence in Brad because the way Nell is sticking, she's laying the groundwork. For her being the victim in all of this, and that it was Brad's idea, and he ripped that baby out of her arms, and he gave it to Michael, and gave her a dead baby in exchange. And Brad, for as much as anything, like, no, this is what Nell's doing, is not doing much to try to stop it. Yeah, I was, I'm kind of over, I'm over, and yeah, I meant to say Nell and Willow, not Nell and Carly, so my bad on that one, but I just feel like, I feel like Nell is gonna trip herself up. She already has. Because when Chase came to see her in the jail and he had the passports with the different names, like, that's enough right there to jack her up. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't matter what she says. She still has them passports with them different names. How are you going to explain that? You yeah. can't. No, for somebody that just supposedly <laughs> found out that that was the real deal. Exactly. You just happen to have these conveniently you, Right, you just happen to have these passports with these different names in your bag. <laughs> yeah, no, Diva, I think not. <laughs> so... Yeah, she's going to trip herself up this time, and I think she's going to be gone for a minute. But, you know, the whole baby reveal storyline and her going, it reminded me so much. Remember when Heather Weber was having baby shenanigans on General Hospital? Mm -hmm. It reminds me a lot of the Heather Weber storylines back in the day. I was like, ooh, this is Heather, but like a whole millennial version of Heather. And I was like, oh, no. Heather Weber has come back. Because remember, at some point, they just put Heather away. They just yep. locked her up. And, and, she and you know, every once in a while when um, Franco would go see her, she would have something to say. But 
it, it feels very Heather-ish. <laughs> so I feel like this, even if they lock Nell up, this won't be the last we see of her. She'll pop in every once in a while. That's true. Uh, what I did like, though, is Jason <laughs> being kind of the, the voice of reason, or at least just like, hey, guys, don't forget about Nell. He did that with Carly, like... Carly, that was stupid of you to go talk to her in the prison cell. Yep. You know she don't wants nothing more than to, to find a reason for, for you to mess up to get her out. So yes. there's that. And then he talked to Michael, too. Yep. And he was like, we got to handle the nail situation. Like, what are we going to do? You know, you can't just hope that, you know goodness is going to prevail and he and Michael Michael bless his heart was like well no Diane's filing these for dude really no no Jason's right you got a plan for no getting out and then what do you do Diane couldn't even keep Carly from going to prison so yeah. I'm or or to to Ferncliff or wherever she was at that time it was Ferncliff I think it was right yeah you know I am a little worried about Diane I mean I feel like her star her halo's tarnished a little bit yeah just, uh, you think she she's got shenanigans like you know for a minute no matter what they threw at her she was able to get them out of whatever mess they gave her and now lately the last couple of situations she she has not been coming through no she didn't come through for Sam <clears throat> she didn't come through Carly so I seriously doubt she gonna come through for Michael but that just goes to show you that the law don't always work on somebody's side too so that that's the reality of the situation so yeah. Kudos to them for that, but I'm 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 gonna need them to you know <laughs> like work with a sister like you can't you can't let Diane go out like that. I'm not, I'm, I'm not having Diane go out like that. That's not. I'm not having that. There was something else I wanted to talk. What was it? Uh, I was talking about that. Oh, um, Alexis and the whole Alexis and Neil situation. I'm so tired of seeing them making puppy dog eyes at each other. They're getting on my nerves. I really don't know why the writers decided to throw in this <laughs> two-year obstacle where, you know, they got to wait two years before you can date a patient. I don't know what the point of that storyline is. That's getting on my nerves. And what's really getting on my nerves is the conversation she keeps having with Sam where she's trying to encourage Sam not to mess up so that she breaks her parole. And Sam is like, look, if you love him, you you would want to be with him no matter what the costs are. I'm like, okay, y'all are a mother and daughter that is just, y'all are just not good for each other because y'all are giving each other bad advice. Well, listen to that conversation between Alexis and Sam. Sam, to me, came off as a as a as a whack job. Where it's like, I love Jason, and we will be together. It doesn't matter, mother. We will be together. Like, oh, easy, Sam, easy. I know you love the guy, but man, you seem like a wacko right now. I cannot. And then I feel bad that you know Franco and and Elizabeth were trying finally trying to have a little normalcy with their little situation when when Cam got stashed and all this, those shenanigans popped off and I'm and I'm tired of watching Nicholas skulk around too that's getting on my nerves yeah uh, it's it was interesting because Elizabeth's first instinct when Cam gets taken is to call Jason you know you gotta call Jason Jason knows what to do Jason can take care of anything that's that's what Stone Cold's there for yep uh, but then Franco comes down and says wait you call Jason first what's going on with here and I mean I, I do respect that Elizabeth wasn't like no this is what we're doing <laughs> Just said, well, what do you think? I I might be a little bit too emotional right now. What do you think? I'm asking you. And he says, call the police. Yeah, I mean, that that was good on her part. It really was. That was good on her part. But I'm just like, and then, 
Yeah, I'm just I'm tired of people skulking around and lurking in corners. Like I'm just gonna need people to reveal themselves. Well, I mean, speaking of all that, we do have uh, Nicholas and Ava basically dancing around this whole post nup that they've signed. So if so, one of them cheats on the other, the other gets uh, like I think it's ninety percent of the money, ten percent mm-hmm. uh, for Spencer still. I guess mm-hmm, as, as mm-hmm. Ava said. So now they're trying to force each other, trying to set up to situations mess up. to mess mm-hmm. up. And it looks like uh, Ava's now targeting Elizabeth, but possibly Brooklyn as a backup. Yeah, I and, think Brooklyn's probably going to be her best bet because Brooklyn just is dumb as dirt. Like the fact that she, the fact that she rolled up into the Metro Court talking about, yeah, I need my paycheck because I got this session and I can't work. And then her and her little daddy had a little falling out. I'm like, this. Du-. I'm kind of upset with how they're writing her. Because they, when they brought her back, they made her seem like a really smart cookie, and now they're dumbing her down, and I'm not having that. It's crazy to me that I'm she ha- thinks she can behave think like that. Her down, I do that she can behave like that, and think like I don't know why the the writers are like, yeah, she's already been a musician on her own. She's been working with her mom, and certainly she had a disagreement with her mother. It didn't want her to be the mother to be the manager anymore. Right, she looked for something else. Right, but she already been. She should have a sense of how the music industry works. Right. And she, I mean, Lois is a is a pretty smart cookie, right? That's what what that loved about her, right? Especially the music industry. Just so to see Brooklyn written this dumb, I'm not having it. I really, I really detest when they take a really smart character like Brooklyn or like Ava and they dumb them down. It's like, can you dumb somebody else down that's already dumb? Can we do that to somebody that's already living in that lane? Why we got to make the smart character stupid? It's annoying at best. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors. And today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Yeah, because to see Brooklyn have this discussion with Ned and Olivia, like, uh, well, you know, yeah, my one day, my one day of pay. Can I get that check right now? Uh, I can't be here right now because I've got a a, 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 a time a in the session. Studio. It's like, like, um, no. Why? What? <laughs> who's thinking like that? Who's thinking that they can just call off their job at the last? First second? of all. Who's gonna? First of all, if you're gonna do that, you do that in a text message or over the phone. You don't show up in person going, "Yeah, I can't work today." Who does that? Nobody. Ugh. I'm like, Mm-mm. I did like Olivia <laughs> saying, "Like, well, uh, you're fired. Best of luck." She uh, was like, "Well, it. good luck with that burgeoning music career." <laughs> and I did like Ned saying, "I'm not gonna ask Olivia to to, uh, to hire you back because no. I want to sleep at night." <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. He know where his bread is buttered. I was like, Mm-mm. no, that was just. I'm like, I was over all of that. I really was. Yeah, I just I like for her to say like the the easy outers like just break open my trust fund. Like, no, no, no. But this is the real question: Do we did did we ever? We we established who TJ's father was, right? Uh, yeah, that's um, Sean's. But is it really? Because that that drug kingpin, um, not drug kingpin, but that mob mob kingpin that that's sitting up in prison calling the Good shots, Cyrus. Because that boy, the the one that they, because the boy that they had playing TJ before looked drastically different than the one they have playing him now. Mm-hmm. So I'm fig, I'm guesstimating and I could be wrong as two left shoes and I probably am but I'm guesstimating that maybe 
that wasn't his real dad, that maybe this dude sitting in the prison was, and maybe that's why he kept her alive and didn't snuff her out like he did the other two people. Like, I, I told you, I just went all the way there. Like, I didn't created a whole scenario in my head <laughs> of how this is going to play out. Because to me, that would be more interesting. And she's the... the um, She's running the Port Charles Police Department. I'm like that would just be so interesting if that if he turns out to be her ki- his kid and hers because he was like you're my protege, which made me it was the way he said you're my protege you were my protege that made me go mm, I don't know how this feel I'm, I'm not, mm. yeah I, you know what I mean it was a little shady boots and I'm like mm, this is a little smarmy and then I really wasn't having the moment where. <laughs> I'm really not, in general, I'm not having when Sonny keeps going to visit him. Like, why are, there are cameras in prison. Do you think there's not a camera somewhere that's not recording you in this conversation that you having with this fool? Like, I'm that I'm just like, really, that's what I mean about them dumbing people down. Like, Sonny's not that stupid. He couldn't possibly be. Yeah, for, for Sonny, to, <laughs> for anybody to come to Sonny, he goes, no, I'm not doing anything. Like, well, you've been to Pentonville two times so far. Right. So up in there threatening people over the, over the prison phone. I'm like, but really, Sonny, really, yeah, I can't. Uh, right, we'll, we'll get into Sonny in just a hot second. I wanted to talk about since you brought up TJ, mm. we did see a little bit uh, about TJ and Molly, and this whole thing that's been dragged out for several months about I felt so this bad proposal. For him. I felt bad for him. I I felt like we have not seen enough of these characters, especially together for any length of time, really, to be that heavily invested. So when we finally see this scene playing out this week, it just was like a bad sketch <laughs> where it's just got to be like, oh, today's the big day. I'm going to ask her to marry me. You know what? I really hate marriage. I never want to get married. And then we'll usher rail on it for a while. And then TJ have to sweat and like, oh, boy, maybe this is not the best but then, idea. But then, but then there was that scene that she had with Alexis where she's like, he's a really good boyfriend. So you already know what the result is going to be before she even meets TJ when she's telling her mother he's a really good boyfriend. Mm. Like, quote, quote, air quote. I'm like, oh no. She about to break this child's heart. And now that's going to be awkward because they've been together since, you know... Eight years. They've been together since they were little. So I'm mm. like, oh man, this is going to suck. Yeah. It's... It was... It was awkward and weird and all of that. It really was. It was just like, oh... And that whole conversation that he had with Neil about it and he had the little ring, and he's looking at the ring in the hospital. I'm like, yeah, y'all doing too much. I mean, I just feel like, and that's a na- that just I think the nature of General Hospital right now with a cast this large, there are supporting characters like this that we don't see enough of. That when they do big things like this, I don't really care because I haven't had really a chance to really get invested that heavily in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see how that eventually plays out because it was it was kind of weird. But I, but he, as weird as it was, I still felt for him. Like nobody wants to be rejected. Like I felt, I felt for him. I did because he was all rejected, and I felt bad for him. I was like, he worked up all that nerve to to say that, and then she was like, yeah, no. <laughs> no, I, you know, the part of me would care if I thought. Oh, this is going to lead into a TJ-centered storyline, or it's going to lead into a Molly-centered storyline. But I don't think we're going to, we're not going to really see any storylines heavily focused on either of them. I'm telling you, TJ is that mobster's kid. I'm ah! telling you. <laughs> All right, there you I'm go. I'm telling you, Jordan I, was lying to everybody. She was lying to everybody. She about to go down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we see a, a couple things that happened this week about the Sunny storyline. One, we see Laura finally get out of the hospital after the yes. shooting. And I, I really enjoyed the scene of Laura and Sonny 
just talking straight up. No yeah. BS. This is where we're coming from. But the look on her face when she, like, I felt like when she left, it was like, I love you, Sonny, but dude, I got to do my job. Mm-hmm. And and the look that he gave her as she was walking out, like, that was that unspoken dialogue between, this is what makes both Jeannie Francis and Maurice Bernard really stellar actors. It, uh, never mind being soap opera actors, but just actors in general, because it's what they didn't say in between the lines and in the exits and the entrances that make w- their work really interesting to watch. Speaking of which, Maurice Bernard had a birthday yesterday, so I just want to wish Sonny happy birthday. I know you still ain't came over here, but you know it's all right. I almost came to your birthday party to say what's up, but I didn't want to scare nobody. Where'd you go? <laughs> I was watching movies with my mama. Oh, I, was, I see. I was spending quality time with my mama because uh, the place where they had, I think it was at a comedy club in Orange County. Yes. And that's where the coronavirus is, so I wasn't really trying to drive over there. <laughs> I was like, I'm not trying to drive into the coronavirus. I'm like, I love Maurice Bernard, but not that much that I want to die anytime soon. You could have so wore your mask and your yeah, gloves. No. A mask ain't going to do nothing. Didn't you, haven't you watched the news, Frank Moran? Just don't touch your eyes. Don't, don't touch, touch your, your eyes or your, your face. face. <laughs> so, so I'm like, yeah, no. All right. But I, I, I stayed and I watched movies with. I watched. The, I, I had never seen The Graduate all the way through. So I, I'd seen bits and pieces of it over the years. So I was watching the, <laughs> I was watching The Graduate with my mother, who my mother thought it was a comedy. Like my mother was laughing through the whole movie. All right. I'm like, okay. I'm like, mommy, this is not a comedy. She's like, but isn't it though? <laughs> uh. <laughs> right, I know, All I right. know. All right. Claudette was on one, but anyway. <laughs> uh, so we have the scene between uh, Laura and Sonny, and I do like, I respect you, that's why I'm here. Uh, but Sonny also realizing it's not personal, you're also the mayor, as well as a friend. Uh, but we also see Taggart coming in, sort of, not necessarily hat in hand, but realizing that, hey, the enemy, as he says, the enemy of the enemy, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Mm, mm. It, it, this is all going to have a very interesting spin to it. I'm kind of down for for all of it to see how it plays out. I, you know, my, my hot take on Jordan right now is I feel like Jordan's our own worst enemy. I'm down for the Jordan storyline because this is the first time we've seen Jordan. They, they're ramping it up for her. Like, we're not... Because usually when we see Jordan, she's at the PCPD commenting on somebody getting arrested or her and Curtis are being lovey-dovey, or she's talking to Aunt Stella. Like, that's always the center of her world. So it's nice to see her be involved in something that makes her nervous, that makes her skittish, that we get to see another side of Brianna, who plays Jordan. We get to see another side of her acting-wise, and it's not so one-noticed, because they, I feel like they had written her into a corner to a certain extent. So now we're getting to see this whole other side with her, which is kind of interesting to me. But I also feel like they write her a little too stubborn at times. Like, the way that she was deliberately keeping Curtis on the outs for this. like That was kind of annoying. It's like, come on, this is your husband. You know you've both had things that questionable things in your past. You've worked past that. You've come together. Of anybody... This should be someone that you should be comfortable enough to let in. Exactly. So he's and I hated, I hated seeing Curtis be vulnerable to the point where he had to ask her if she was Trina's mama. I'm like, 
you got my man strung out like that, that he thinking that you that you and Taggart was knocking boots like that and that Trina is your kid. Girl, come on. Like, share with the brother what's going on and let him know that that's not what's happening. And she kept saying, just give me a minute. I would have been like, no, Diva, I'm, I'm, you don't get no more minutes. You get this moment right here. This is it. Mm-hmm. That's what should have been said. I was like, I, I need, and I needed for Curtis to get angry. Like he didn't get angry. Yeah, he was frustrated, but he was never angry. Like I needed to see him get mad at her because she was mad at him, and he wasn't reciprocating verbally the type of anger that she was giving to him. Like I don't need for them to be in a shouting match, but I need to see that they're both equally angrily frustrated. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. to, to me. That would have made the scene was interesting, but it would have made it even more interesting from my perspective. And I guess I'm not sure if that was an acting choice or a directing choice or what was on the page. So yeah, because I mean, all props is sometimes as I can as I would find Taggart frustrating even back in the day to see him come on and be the one that gets things rolling. Like, hey, I'm going to tell Curtis what's up, and you know, because Jordan, you're not saying anything. I'm going to go talk to Sonny because you're not doing anything and this guy is extremely dangerous. We got to think outside the box. Yeah. Yeah. I I like the fact that everybody's work trying to work together to try to alleviate the issue. That I kind of do like. <laughs> Let's, let me flip back to Laura for a second. When Laura started talking about she's like y'all are blowing up warehouses and it's close to the people, you know, the people that are not so wealthy people in Port Charles. Like that's scary to them. And I love I kind of love the fact that they actually addressed that not everybody that lives in Port Charles is a mob boss or or the Quartermains. Like there are other people that live in Port Charles, I would love to see them at some point. Yeah, I mean, you know I what I mean. They, I think they come into Kelly's and get a scone every so often. But I mean, you know, there was a moment where um, Rosalind Cash was on there a long time ago, and her storyline revolved in a different part of Port Charles where we got to see those types of people that Laura talked about this past week in Port Charles. I would like to see more of those people. Like, you know, it doesn't hurt. You don't have to introduce new characters, but let's let's just see some other citizens of Port Charles that are not, you know, walking around in a suit and really nice tailored dresses all day long. Yeah, I mean, you know I, I, I guess the good old Charles Street. You want to see more of going exactly there. Charles Street? Let's just see. Let's see more of that. Let's see more of what's happening around the waterfront. I'm sure there's some houses or something down in that area. Like the waterfront's not just down there by itself. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> I mean, true. I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. We have a waterfront. There's houses down there. There's a whole housing project down there. So can we just see the neighborhoods surrounding it? Can we just not see Windermere <laughs> and and the Corinthos and Quartermain Mansions? There has to or 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 the inside of General Hospital. Let's see some other stuff. Yeah. Let's introduce some other things and and make it a little more interesting. The show's been on the air for over 50 years. And granted, all the things that I'm talking about, they show all the time, and it's a formula for them, and clearly it works or they wouldn't still be there. But, you know, as a longtime avid fan, I would just like to see some other people. Uh, Now, we see at the end of this week for the whole big Trina and Cam being kidnapped, Taggart, you know, sacrifices himself. He ends up getting shot. He's laying down there, but Curtis and Jason come in and kind of save the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we kind of already see, if you've watched the, the previous from Monday, that it looks at least Taggart is, it, it, well, it seemed like he may have died in that moment. He they're, made not gonna kill, they're not going to kill him off that quick. But that would think, be so, like, what? <laughs> I'm of two minds about it. One is, like, well, you could kill him right now because you're setting up stakes for this. Taggart is not a, an essential character to the canvas, but he is somebody that a lot of fans have uh, ties to I mean they appreciate that character they so love could, him 
So you could kill him off and give the story kind of impact because you can't have a mob war without anybody not dying of the of people that you care about. Right. So Taggart is low enough on that scale that you could he's important enough to people in Port Charles and the viewers that you could kill him off, but not so essential that, you know, you're losing a main character that you're gonna see all the time. I don't want them to kill him off just yet. I need to see Trina's mama first. <laughs> That, no. I mean, I'm just that's just a personal preference. I just need to see him have interaction with Trina's mama first. That's what I just <laughs> that's I need to see, just see that. Where are Trina's parents? Hashtag where are Trina's parents? No, I mean you bring up a good point. If you're going to make her uh, make make him the father of Trina, you're already then establishing some kind of family unit. So you'd want to see some of that in motion before if you decided to kill him off. And hopefully, right. I mean, not that you want it. I would not want to see real Andrews, no. you know, uh, not in that role. But I mean, I also feel like this this more needs some stakes. Yeah, but I don't want that to be a stake, and and not for nothing. But let's just talk about the fact that real Andrews he has aged really well. Is he a bottle of wine? Because I'm just <laughs> Ooh, he's like, getting fine over time. Because honey, he look he ain't got a wrinkle. He ain't. I'm just saying, brother looks the same way he did when he was on there before. He looks like he was in a time machine or something. I'm just. I don't know what he's doing to take care of himself, but you know, keep it up, brother. Mm, Carla's looking to uncork that. Mm, hello. No, I'm not. He married and got kids. Child, I ain't trying to go there. Ma, uh, don't do that. <laughs> well, uh, I guess that rolls nicely into news and gossip here for us. Uh, Why are they telling me Carla Taggart is Trina's dad? I know Taggart is Trina's dad. I just said that. Okay, go ahead. Uh, so we know we've been talking about uh, Taggart being Trina's dad, but we're and you've been asking, well, I need to know who Trina's mom is. Then. Yes, I want to know who Trina's mother is. I know that Taggart is her dad. Uh, well, it looks like it's going to be Brooke Hare. Uh, she's joining as Dr. Portia Robinson. Yeah. And we should start seeing her airing, I think, towards the end of this week. She's been on soaps before, right? She has been there. I She has been back in the day. That she, name oh, sounds she played, real familiar. Um, she was on Passions. Okay, yeah, that name sounds real familiar. As Whitney Russell Harris Crane. Ooh, that's a lot. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> okay. So uh, what, this role, uh, what this role can lead into, I mean, it could be something as simple as, uh, like how Kim was brought in and then kind of expanded the role. So mm-hmm. we'll see what goes on with that. But at least we'll okay. see who Trina's mom is. I'll be curious to see what Trina, uh, uh, Portia's relationship is with Taggart. So. Yeah. I w- it- and I want to see how having both of her parents in Port Charles, how that affects her maneuvering throughout the town from this point on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, I mean, I feel like Trina, it seems like Trina, her mom, and then Taggart has been off and now he's kind of coming back into town so and he kept saying tell your mom i need to talk to her it's important so we knew it was a matter of time before she showed up yeah well i feel like it's probably not the best relationship between the two of them yeah, that's why he, that's why he's telling his daughter yeah. tell your mom i'm trying to get in touch with her she's not answering the phone just pick up that phone <laughs> uh and then uh, <laughs> uh we also of course uh we have willow and chase and Poor Willow. Willow's uh, ask uh, Michael brings her in at the end of the week and says, "Hey, I still want you to be involved in Wiley's life." I feel like bad things are coming for Willow. Yep, I'm like, I don't think that's a good idea. I think she's gonna have a psychotic break. Yes. Because did you see her sitting on the floor when he told her about Wiley and how she started going through in her head how she should have seen it coming and and about how. Um, Brad talked about how still the baby was and all like that's the beginnings of a psychotic break yeah so maybe being too close to Wyler this soon like oh I think Willow realizes how dangerous that could be but she might get sucked right into it yeah uh, and then lastly we've got Brooklyn so 
Uh, Brooklyn needs a relationship on the show. Could it be somebody like Julian? <laughs> you know, go Let's for not. go for that. But it we also might have be. Dustin. We've also got Dustin. We've also got Nicholas. No, it's not going to be Nicholas. It'll probably be Julian. Because remember how she was all up in his face reading him about his relationships in the beginning? Yes. So she, they've already set up that there's like this contentious relationship between the two of them. And, you know, we all know that on soaps, any any relationship that's contentious turns out to be palpable and, you know, explosive and fireworky at the end of the day. So, You know, at first, when she first came on, I could have seen that. But then now with this whole thing like, hey, if you don't tell... If you don't help me try to get out of this contract, I'm going to tell Uncle Slinny about what I think's going on. But that's what I'm saying. Like, there's so much conflict there to make them blow up. I can see it. I can totally see that going down. I mean, you also have, I mean, Dustin bumped into her again saying, hey, I always want to hear your music. So you could set up a triangle between him, Lulu, and Brooklyn. We could do that. That would be interesting, I think. But I'm not as invested in her and Dustin as I would be her and Julian. Or do you want to see Ava try to use Brooklyn to entice Nicholas? I'd be down for any and all of that, actually. I just want to see Brooklyn. Brooklyn's fears. But just don't <laughs> write her dumb. Yeah, stop making her stupid, dude. Yeah. I That's mean, not hot. I mean, honestly, the, the best thing they could do for that character right now is really resolve this whole contract situation. Whether it's to be what Valentine wants and she sells the stocks to him to get out of this contract. Uh, or she comes up with some other way. But of her own, she uses her ingenuity and gets out of it. But one way or the other, just get rid of this part of the story. To yeah. have to move on to something else. Absolutely, I agree. Because it's killing me. Yeah, uh, folks, Carla, what? We're done. Can you oh believe my God. it? We made it. I can't believe it. That went actually really fast. Well, time flies when I get to work with somebody as great as you. Aw, ditto. Look at that. Uh, folks, that's going to do it for this episode of the GH Report. Thanks, as always, for joining us. Like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And thank you, everybody, for hopping in the chat. I know Carla enjoyed reading these throughout the... the I do. Report. Y'all keep me on my toes. There's a lot of people up in there today. At one point, it was almost 80. Look at that. I was like, ooh, okay. I, I could barely keep up. But thank y'all for always giving... Y'all be y'all be like... <laughs> when I say something that is not right, y'all will let me know. I appreciate you for it. <laughs> they will come for you. Uh, but if you want to stay in touch with any of us, even after the show's over... Uh, Josh, you were so kind to help us out this whole episode to do everything you do. What, where can people find you if they want to find out what the heck Josh has going, got going on? Well, if any of the GH people want to know where I'm at, I'm at Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, actually, at J-O-A-L-3-2-3. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, folks, I'm going to just give you right now that Josh probably won't be here next week because he's blowing up as a TikTok superstar. So we're, oh, yeah. we're raking in those uh, millions of views. Yeah, oh, I am. It's, it's only a matter of time for Josh set sales to <laughs> bigger and better things. <laughs> uh, oh, my gosh. I cannot. I'm going to have to follow you, Josh, because I want to just see you dance into some yeah, kind of song. Yeah, I, I, need, I need to see that TikTok stream myself. <laughs> uh, Carla, how about yourself? <laughs> of the many things. you got so many things going I on. I have a lot going on, but what I have going on on a consistent basis is right before the GH report, you guys can catch me over at Black Hollywood Live doing the Curvy Critic with Carla Renata. It's all about film reviews, film interviews, film news, all of that. And Josh helps me out over there from time to time as well. And you can find me across all social media platforms at the Curvy Critic. Plus Superstore renewed for season six. Plus Superstore renewed for season six. Wink, wink. <laughs> Look at that. We hope. We're going to see. We're going to see more of you on that. Let's hope so. That would uh, be nice. <laughs> And uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram, folks, at Happy Go Jackie. Folks, that's going to do it for this episode of the GH Report. We'll see you back here next week for an all-new episode right here on AfterBuzz TV. Bye-bye.
Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.